Hi everyone, welcome back to the journey of now with myself, Karis, and my partner, Nick. And we are busy doing a conversation while we're driving. We thought it, we'd take advantage of the quiet before we go and pick up the kids. And we just had a few things on our mind and thought we'd invite you into the conversation as well. One of the things that we were chatting about was just, we were reflecting, we were reflecting on just the conversations we've had to have with our own parents, um, the boundaries we've had to set in place, but also what is what is the type of relationship we'd like to have with our own children when they get to our age, you know? So it's been interesting to observe what's been coming up with that and whatever stories, you know, or even the labels that people have labeled you and those types of things because people will always ask specifically, I mean, I've heard from our parents when we've had those really uncomfortable, difficult conversations where you're just busy putting a boundary up and then it's like, how would you feel if your children did these things? And immediately for me, I felt this like pride. I was like, actually, I'd be really proud if my child was like me. And if they were able to advocate for their own needs 10 times better than what I am, if they were more assertive, if there were all these things, but like, I'd be really happy about that. But I want them to be their own person, you know? I'll never feel, make them feel guilty because my feelings with what they're talking about or the boundary that they're busy putting up, it's, it, that's my own stuff that I need to deal with, you know? So you're not you're not trying to cultivate this codependent relationship. At the end of the day, your 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 primary responsibility is to help facilitate the development of an individual that they can go and live out their lives as the best version of themselves, and they they're capable to yeah. to do that with within reality, within the big open world. And I just you saying that. It, it it would be it would be an incredible moment to to be a part of that. I'm not saying it would be easy if my kids were asserting boundaries, sure. But I I do believe that if you've done a good job, they are gonna have an opinion and they're gonna say, Hey mom, hey dad, this is the way that I choose to live my life and I'm really happy and I wouldn't necessarily be able to do this if you had not facilitated X, Y, and Z. But like I'm I'm good now. You might not agree with it, but at the end of the day, it's their life. Yep. And this is the thing my son and I were busy talking about because I've been reading Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And she speaks about this whole notion of knowing, this innate knowing that we have within ourselves. And it's like how we look to external sources to validate our own internal knowledge okay that is what we do to just sort of affirm that like what we're feeling is real but what i've seen in terms of the clients we've worked with or the um, just typical conversations we've had is how people sort of absolves themselves of the responsibility of making decisions for themselves and then they go to this external source be it like god religion um, plant medicine or um, tarot cards or even like meditating and striving like just looking for something out there when it's really not about flailing and trying to uh, trying to reach for something that's out there because all of the answers are sitting in that stillness in that place in that quiet place within yourself and that's what that knowing is about nobody else can tell you and I think just to bring it back to the parenting side 
that one of the key roles is being able to teach your children how to know their knowing, how yeah. to how to register that that intuitive sixth sense, that sense of self, that sense of purpose, that 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 inner compass or GPS, like Michael Neal likes to use. Um, that is essentially what you're doing. And if you can instill that awareness within your child, which is already built in, you might just facilitate the conversations and bring it, you know, take this this very busy world that we have to take in through all of our five senses and just filter it down to be like, hey, like put that aside for a moment and really look at this. Like what is what is that what is your heart saying? What is but what would happen if you actually had a new era of grown-ups who were taught to trust themselves and who actually were grown-ups and acted like it and didn't ask permission for anything instead of looking to the world for what to do next? You would have, we would be having a very different conversation and that's not what society wants. They want you to be um, codependent, dependent, dependent, reliant. Yes, yes. <laughs> dependent on substances, dependent on medication, dependent on other advice. people, dependent on outside advice, dependent on entertainment, dependent on all these different things. And not to say that any of these things are bad. Nope. It's the intention, and I think the 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 reason behind the use. If you are looking for yourself within said medicine or practice. You are not going to find yourself because you are not a medicine, you're not a practice. It's like you doing ayahuasca and saying, look, this spirit or experience will enlighten me and I will find myself. No, you were never lost. But you have chosen to believe that your experience can only become something else if you were to navigate and move through that specific vehicle being ayahuasca. Is that wrong? I would say though, I think the problem is that you listen to other people's experiences and then you think that you can apply that same medicine to yourself because uh, I don't just disagree that these medicines are there to facilitate you also finding that knowing to some degree, but all that it does is really it's going quiet within yourself and it takes away the veil it takes away that noise of your yeah, mind yeah. Yeah. and you're able to really sit and see that knowing within yourself and you, it, you, and you sit for a long period yeah, of time and you commune with that and and that's where there is like massive shifts happen but not everybody is able to have those types of experiences depending on where you are in your journey with yourself and so you can't just take someone else's experience with mushrooms, ayahuasca, whatever it is, and think that, oh my gosh, because this person had such an enlightening experience, I'm also going to have the same thing. And this is the thing with whatever you choose as the mediator between your yourself and your decision. And this is why, you know, learning to trust and develop that relationship with that knowing with that inner being, with that inner voice within ourselves is probably one of the most important lessons we can teach our children. It's not just, do you know, developing that relationship with that inner knowing goes beyond just learning to trust yourself. I feel like learning to trust yourself is a foundation for that because when you trust yourself, it's like you make space and there's not as much noise and then you hear the knowing. And then you know? we come back to the parenting side because 
how many of us as adults are still seeking permission from our parents to, to go it. to go forth and do the things that your heart is calling you to do and to start to quit your job to start that business to travel to reach out to that one person to say no to family holiday to set a boundary to dyeing your hair whatever the case may be how many people are seeking that permission slip from their caregivers once upon a time and it's so funny because if we if Nick and I had chosen to listen to any of what our parents idea of what a safe life or a good life was Nick would still be working in construction I would be working in insurance or accounting or whatever else and um, working that nine to five because it's safe and we would never have done what we have chosen to do and so this is the thing it's like that knowing and I love how she puts it where she says it goes beyond language and so she's stopped trying to explain to the world what it is that she's trying to do and she just takes action what is it that you're trying to know exactly so I've been explaining to the kids specifically Noah it's like you know right now yes you're gonna have to ask permission because you're still growing but there are things that you're going to want to do and it comes from like this pressing this swelling within ourselves and it, it was so interesting to hear the concept of our soul doesn't speak in the language of indoctrination it speaks in the language of imagination and so bringing it back to that concept it's like teaching your children or just showing them the power of dreaming imagination and bringing that sense of vitality back in your life because it comes from being able to firstly like be inspired and feel some sense of zest being injected back into you from sitting and dreaming and actually just giving yourself permission yeah. to um, do things that are outside of your comfort zone the safety zone and like what what society deems as right or wrong or what you should or shouldn't be doing you just give yourself permission to dream and go to the next right thing and feel into things and it doesn't need to make sense to anyone else except being able to quench that thirst within your soul you know so teaching your kids those skills in terms of how to identify what is a fantasy and what is the like and, and just just to Maybe this is going to ruffle a couple of feathers, but we, we touched on this on what maybe this would be a separate podcast or discussion. But essentially, so many parents nowadays are wanting their kids to firstly grow up and mature way faster than what, what should be the, a natural progression and like step completely out of the space of imagination into indoctrination essentially yeah, because and no and then just to add to that it's also this thing of oh it's far easier for me to leave my kids in school to not have to take up the mantle myself and be like you know I as much as I'm teaching you know having you learn you know about ones and zeros my role is to help you understand your emotions help you understand and perceive the world in the most open, empowering manner and perceive yourself in that way so that you can make empowered decisions moving forward in your life.
and most most parents are just like, no, nah, I'm going to leave my kids in, in school. I trust that entire system. This is going to turn out really well. Yeah, because that's the norm, which is where you basically relieve yourself the responsibility of actually being a parent and you give that over to someone else. Oh, or my some kids other are at a private school. Yeah, my kids are at a private school. They're getting everything they my need. My kids yes. are at a boarding school yes. or. Do you know what? I've just put them in front of the TV for four or five hours. I Like, there's no judgment. We do the same thing. <laughs> but, do you know, it's not like... Uh, there's a difference to, between... To a, to a degree. I'm just saying there are times where they do watch a lot of TV. But at the end of the day, it's it's not a thing where I put them there so that they can be numbed out. And I let that box parent my children, you know? So, the, this is the thing, you know, you also have to take absolute responsibility when you choose to bring children into the world, because ultimately they didn't choose to be here. And you have had many, like there's so many opportunities along the way to decide whether or not you actually want to go through with bringing this child into this world. And I know this sounds radical, but at the end of the day, it is a radical responsibility upon ourselves when we choose to become the the custodians of these of these people of these beings and i don't want to say it requires sacrifice but it is the sacrifice it is the ultimate sacrifice to a degree i'd say you put certain things aside because you can see the importance of well looking after myself and actually getting my own internal shit together takes first priority because if i don't get that that inner voice or that inner critic or whatever you want to call it or if I have not done enough work upon myself to like notice my innate well-being and understand myself I'm going to pass on patterns indoctrination ideals frameworks and things that aren't even my own yeah. that that are passed on from generation to generation and then you've got these familial patterns yeah. or generational patterns that just get reinstalled over and over again and then you've got these these programs of lack and these programs of fear and these programs of I don't love myself, I'm not worthy or life is hard or this or this or that. And if you are not willing to, if you are not willing to put the work into yourself and to really, you know, look at yourself under a, a microscope and refine who you are. And it, this doesn't need to be this ugly process. This can be a really empowering process of just deepening this relationship with yourself if you're not willing to do that in the whilst whilst you have let's say kids in the picture or you're planning on having kids my goodness it's so much easier to do these things before you have kids because unfortunately i mean nick and i started our interest in this work when we chose to have children and you know our eldest (laughs) like has some scars because when he was growing up we were also growing up and thank god we chose to do the work on ourselves when we when he was younger and we're still continuing to do it and we still don't get it right no but at the end of the day you know you you put you make the intention from a deep space to do better so that you don't so that they don't have to live in the aftermath of the mess that you have within yourself that you still haven't cleaned up and you still haven't wanted to take accountability and responsibility for because maybe when we started our journey it was a thing of you know you want to you want to point fingers at your parents for everything and here's the thing I might have a, a, a pattern of behavior and yes maybe it stemmed from 
neglect or whatever the case was. Whatever the, whatever the case may be, sure. But that has happened. Is it now my parents' responsibility to heal that within myself? No, they can't do that. It's done. Now, I take up the mantle and I say, okay, cool. I am not necessarily happy about that, but this is the hand that I'm dealt. And I'm going to do my absolute best with the awareness that I have to shift this narrative. What's that whole thing of, you know, for you it might have been the worst day of your whole life, but for them it was just a normal Tuesday. So it's also just looking at the context of things and just realizing, you know, that th- th- things don't hold the same weight for other people because it wasn't their experience, it was yours. So ultimately the responsibility of it's choosing... It's always going to be yours. Yeah, it's always going to be yours. So that little victim narrative that sometimes wants to come up to Absolutely. validate pain and disarray and how difficult your life was and how it's still making your life rather difficult, that's where you sit down and be like, ooh, I need to actually take some stock here and look at what I can control now because you can control all of that. It's actually all within your control. And you might believe, oh no, this person has power over me. Well, you can reclaim that power through making empowered decisions for yourself. It's, it's really not a complex equation, but we make, we make it very complex and very, very difficult for ourselves because we, we, we have all these associations and everything is built on maybe this hierarchy and if you've not, never been able to place yourself on top of your you know, pyramid of priorities, yeah. it's going to be very difficult to assert a boundary, to make a decision for yourself to implement a framework, let alone take an action. I would even go so far as to say, you know, it's there's this whole concept about healing is not trying to get rid of the pain. It's actually building your ability to hold it and to sit with it. And I think that a lot of the time when we choose to not um, put the boundary up, choose to not have the difficult conversation, choose to not... Um, make our own decision and stay true to ourselves it's because we're trying on some level to keep the peace to save face to do the things but you're the one that's losing at the end of the day because you are not able to sit with the discomfort of what it means to grow and so this is why it is so important to just model it first you know i think this is where like and I've said this to my mother many times like I can deal with my own guilt of how whatever you're projecting onto me I can deal with the guilt I can deal with the discomfort I can deal with however I'm feeling but what I will not deal with is the level of self-betrayal I feel from not staying true to the rules that we've set for ourselves and for our family unit so this is the thing you have to be able to sit and learn to sit within the discomfort of making a decision that other people are uncomfortable with because it's not about saving face it's about living your own life and being true to the things that by doing that you're not only reparenting yourself but you're reparenting your parents indirectly yeah and then because you become a very uncomfortable reflection of what they didn't do of what they didn't do and maybe the things that they did not want to look at they're having to look at now and it's not done out of spite. It's just you. I mean, one of the one of the key principles that you and I have both agreed upon in terms of how we live is prioritizing our peace. Yeah. And if something is affecting my peace, don't fuck with my peace. We 
take it out of the equation. It's a very, very so simple. I will not go back for a second round. You are out, out immediately the first time it happens. So. Just a quick takeaway. Take a moment and have a look at, you know, maybe what came up and stirred in this conversation today. What, what hit home? What ruffled some feathers? What didn't you agree with? What um, made you feel uncomfortable? Or what inspired you? What felt expansive? And, and really question the why. Get curious behind it. Um, and not to say that our approach is for everyone. No. But the invitation is consider looking at your situation differently. And even if you're to take one step in the direction of your knowing, of what feels right to you, you're moving the needle, not just for yourself, but for your kids. And if you don't have kids, and you may have kids, it could be for your sibling. But you and have no idea the ripple of your decision and who's yes. watching you. So just keep that in account. So have a wonderful day or evening, and thank you for joining us on your journey of now.